0: Hi and welcome to Science with Veta podcast. We are back with interviews of amazing researchers bringing to you their science journey. Today joining us is Gunith Kaur Bindra. Gunith has completed her bachelor's in biomedical sciences and honours research year in medical science. She is currently in the second year of her PhD at La Trobe University, Australia. Her project focuses on using immune proteins to target various pathogens as well as cancer. Let's talk to Guneet and know more about her. Hi Shweta. how are you going? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Guneet, tell us about yourself. What field of science are you in? Well, my name is Guneet.
1: As you mentioned already, I'm also known as a small scientist on Instagram. I am currently in my second year of PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology at La Trobe University in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, you have a very interesting name for your Instagram, Gunit. It's a small scientist. <laughs> so, how did you come up with this? Well, it's,
1: it's pretty straightforward. I am small and I'm a scientist, so <laughs> that works its way into it, I guess.
0: <laughs> it's a cute name. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, tell us, why did you choose to uh, work in this field? And when did you decide that you wanted to be a scientist?
1: I guess for as long as I can remember, I have always been curious to learn. Um, and I remember being in the final year of my undergrad in Special of Biomedical Science, and I was really confused and overwhelmed with the different pathways that I could take with my degree. Um, there was an opportunity, from what I remember, there was an opportunity to complete an honours year in a lab, and that was purely research focused. You know, at the age of 20-year-old, year old, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do, so I'm like, hey, you know what? I get to stay in the lab. I get to research, I get to explore this field, so why not just take this opportunity and see where that leads me? Mm-hmm. Little did I know that this opportunity would open up an entire new world of science to me. Um, yeah, not going to lie, the honours was really difficult, but I genuinely enjoyed my time in it, and that's when I realized that I really wanted to pursue a career in research. Mm-hmm
0: that's uh, like I I agree with you because at such a young age like 20 we really don't know and I think you took the opportunity so is it that time that you discovered uh, your topic for your PhD or uh, you continued with the same thing or you uh, had applied for different uh, you know area of research
1: well I was always interested in this lab and like the environment of the lab the the glue that held it together I guess I was always very curious about it and that was one thing, but again, it was purely about the research topics that, I, that were offered by the lab, and that's the reason why I went for that lab, and I genuinely enjoyed what I did, um, and yes, I did continue on with what I was doing in my honours,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now I'm doing the exact same thing with PhD,
0: just continuing my work, I guess. Uh, that, that's great. So, can you tell us uh, in brief about your current research work? Yeah, cool. Um
1: so like you mentioned already that my research focuses on these immune molecules known as defenses, mm-hmm. and basically defenses is a mashup between the word defense and proteins. You put those two words together, you get defenses. Uh, defenses are small proteins that are basically form, found in every living organism. Think from humans to animals, to birds, insects, reptiles. they all have defenses. They basically form part of the host innate immune system. These proteins are active against a variety of different microbes, such as bacteria, viruses and fungi, and it was also recently discovered that these defenses have activity against tumor cells as well. And the way that these defenses work is that they bind to membrane components, such as lipids, more specifically known as phosphonacetype, causing the cells to basically pop, resulting in the release of intracellular content. So, basically, what my project looks at is understanding how these defenses bind to these lipids and how the release of the intracellular content affects the environment around the cell. Mm -hmm.
0: That's pretty interesting. And uh, also, I think then this has a potential application because you can look into some uh, therapy to, uh, you know, combat cancer or some uh, pathogen. Most definitely. Yeah.
1: Most definitely, and the cool thing about these defenses, just as a side note, is that because they target a component of the cell which is vital for its survival, such as the membrane of it, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for the microbes to get resistance to it. So that's what makes the therapeutic side really attractive for defenses
0: that's nice and also i think then does uh, these defenses if we use them as targets against cancer cells so uh they'll particularly attack the cancer cells or they have some uh, equivalent component which they will recognize on the normal cells as well good
1: question that's a really good question um Mm -hmm. um, i'll be honest there is we are still unsure about what? how exactly do these defenses specifically target tumor cells and microbial cells. But we can hypothesize a few things. Um, so phosphoridinositides, basically, these are membrane lipids that form component of the cell membrane, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also involved in a lot of different cellular pathways, such as the pathways that are involved in cell survival, growth, and proliferation. Now, as you can imagine, Tumor cells and microbial cells are highly dependent on the host for these, you know, for g- survival and growth. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they would need more of these phosphonocytes to, I guess, mediate these processes. Um, because there are more phosphonocytes <coughs> present on the tumor cells as well as the microbial cells, mm-hmm. it might just be because they have more of these components, therefore, the defenses preferably attack
0: those cells rather than our normal cells. Okay, so more uh, work into this will uh, probably help us to understand more and then we can develop some potential therapy against cancer cells. No, definitely. Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, research and it has a very potential scope to, you know, to explore more and develop some therapies. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so Gunit PhD is definitely not easy. So uh, what challenges did you face when you started and how did you over- overcome them?
1: I feel like I'm the worst person to give advice on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'll be honest, I am still struggling between that work-life balance, getting over the hurdle of PhD and rejections and you know, just the general environment that, comes in the research field because it's a very competitive environment and I will be honest I'm still struggling with it but I have decided that or I've come to realization of taking advice from my seniors that PhD is a marathon not a sprint so you can't just run there you have to pace yourself you have to take breaks you have to balance things otherwise it's all just going to you know, it's just all going to go out of balance and you're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. And I realized this a long way during my honours, which was a year of research, and I realized that I cannot be doing the same thing I did in honours. Um, so what, how I'm combating it basically is I take more frequent breaks. I realised that it's around 7.30 in Australia right now at night, and I'm still at uni, That's besides the point, but I do take more frequent breaks. I very frequently, and by very frequently, I mean every day go to the gym or try to go to the gym. I do solely focus on my friends and my family over the weekend rather than coming in every day, which is something that I used to do at the early start of my PhD as well as my honours. So it's basically, you know, spending time with yourself, spending time with your parents, your family, your friends, you know, away from the lab, basically. Mm-hmm. You just need to balance it out. And when you're in the lab, you need to be solely focusing on what you're doing. So it's just, depending on where you are, gives your 100% to that person or that group, I guess.
0: I would totally agree here with you because if you take some time off from your work and uh, from whatever you're doing in the lab, it helps you to concentrate more and it also recharges you for the next... Uh, which you're planning. It may be your small experience. Yeah.
1: Or something that I've noticed that a lot of people, at least in my institute, do is that if you have got a big experiment coming up and you know that it's going to be quite stressful and you'll be spending a lot of time at uni or, you know, working in the lab, they take a couple of days off before that just so they're recharged, they have motivation, they're looking forward to working and, you know, they're not burnt out from the previous experiment that they were doing and
0: rushing into a new one. Mm-hmm. I think that definitely helps because then even you can focus more, you can get your things ready and then you can get started on whatever you have planned for, for your experiments. I think that definitely helps. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So what is your getaway from all this? Like when you're tired and uh, what do you do when you're not in the lab? like any Sweet. particular thing which you enjoy like for example you said you like to go to gym so what else you like to do
1: i like to sleep
0: <laughs> i would agree <laughs> yeah. well
1: yes that is one of the things that i like to do but i also like to catch up with my parents my friends mm-hmm. you know i just want like to catch up with people that are important to me right. i also do like to read mm-hmm. i like to read novels and stuff Um, there was a stage during my honours where I was very much into gardening as well. Uh And then I started writing my thesis and all my plants died. So I didn't really have the heart to go back to that Mm -hmm. little hobby of mine. Um, I do like the idea of sports as well. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy playing tennis and badminton, for example, Like I mentioned before, I do like to go to gym as well. Mm -hmm. Just to, again, provide that balance between lab work and focusing on myself. Um, Yeah, Yeah. other than that, -hmm. I'm a very
0: boring person. I know, you do so much and you can't be boring. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is definitely difficult to manage your uh, research and as well as the other things. It's it's very important. My answer was, my answer was
1: just like extended on and there was this stretching on because I was trying to think, uh-huh. what do I like to do outside of the lab? <laughs> so yeah, there are, there are things I like to do, but like I said, I am not very good at managing time at lab and time away from the lab. And I'm still trying to find that balance. So therefore it's very difficult for me to say what I like to do outside of the lab, but that's like a short list that I provided there, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I think it is with time that you discover, you know, uh, like how are you going to manage the things and balance it. It's not that you have planned and is going to work out that day because you don't know whether your experiment will today work or not. You have to repeat it. So, you know, with time you discover that how yeah. it will balance. So I think you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so how did you get into science communication? Short is
1: my good friend and colleague, Dr. Georgia, Georgia Atkinson, also known as Some Blonde Scientists on Instagram. There you go, Georgia. A little promo for you. Uh, she was my inspiration to start my own account. Um, she always spoke highly about the science community on Instagram, um, which, she saw, which she saw as an opportunity to share her stories to inspire young scientists, as well as an opportunity to break a long-held stereotype against female scientists in the field. Mm-hmm. This kind of really resonated with me, so. You know, I took to the gram and made the small scientist account. And before I knew, I was an actual science communicator. Oh,
0: that's great. So what is your favorite aspect uh, about science communication? What do you enjoy?
1: I think the most important thing that I enjoy is that after having a long, stressful day in the lab, where you just go into the bathroom and you just bowl your eyes out and you're like, you know what? I need to just check my social media and you go on your science account and there are all these people that are just, you know, killing it in the field, but also showing the other side of science, which people don't like to showcase, which is the struggles and the tears and the hard work and basically the sweat that goes into science and research. And that is just like, oh my God, that really, that really, really motivates me. And that truly showcases what science is about. And, you know what, that, that just I just see that as something to be like, you know what, I'm not the only one in this. If they can get over it, so can I. I just need to push forward.
0: Right. Definitely motivates you uh, looking at uh, others' uh, posts and all. So you, you are like, okay, you can relate with them. And then even if you're feeling low, that you're like, okay, we, we all share that feeling. And
1: exactly. And it's not just you. You have to understand that, in the field of research, you feel like you're there all by yourself, but on social media, especially following scientists around the world or having your own account, you've realized that there is so much more out of this bubble that you're living in or this bubble of negative data or rejections or stress. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's a great opportunity to meet scientists all over the world. It's just basically like a networking
0: platform. Yeah, you can connect with so many different people, just like I got to connect Definitely. with you. And I'm so glad that I did find you. <laughs> so what? why, according to you, uh, is science communication important? And why do you think more people should start doing it? I, I, I think more people should
1: start doing it because from as early as I can remember, there was this strong-held thought in my head that I, don't, I do not want to be a scientist. As much as I look up to them and as great as they are, I do not want to be a scientist because I saw them as these machines that practically lived in the lab, you know, isolated with no social life. And I was like, no, thank you. I do not want that. And neither does anyone, no one wants to be doing that. Except now as a scientist myself, I realized that what that thought that I had in my mind as a seven-year-old is so much more different than reality and yes I spoke about this before that I struggle with finding a work-life balance and other stuff but it's just so much it's just so much more different to what I thought it was going to be I have this amazing group of people around me surrounding me all the time these friends that just you know lift me up my parents and everything and I am not isolated I like to think that I have a social life but let's be honest I don't So it's completely different to what you think it is as a kid. And as a kid growing up and someone who aspires to be a scientist, I think it's important to show that scientist is not just this person that, you know, is in the lab, working Mm 24-7, pulling his or her hair out because (laughs) things are not working with no social life. They have a life. They're managing both. They're basically humans at the end of the day. Right. And, The thing is, we don't have to sacrifice our lives in the name of science. And I think kids growing up, aspiring to become scientists, it's really
0: important to showcase this. Yes, it definitely is. And I think this is helping to change the image which people have about scientists uh, using social media.
1: Oh, no, most definitely. Most definitely. It's, It's really helping because even now I get messages on my gram and they're like and these are like year 11 or year 12 kids mm-hmm. asking me how they should approach it like surely they're not but they might be thinking of becoming scientists but they're like i really like science but i don't think i am smart enough to be doing this it's not about whether you're smart enough or good enough or whether you're going to succeed in this if you're passionate about this you're going to get somewhere in this field and that's the core of
0: you no know, research you don't have to be smart
1: you just need to be passionate
0: yes i think you have put forth a very important point you know i agree with you passion and the will to share uh your knowledge with others uh, making it simple for even non-science people to understand i think that is all you need
1: and a willingness to learn as well i think mm-hmm. learning is something that most people or at least i struggle with i like to figure things out on my own but you have to understand that You cannot know things until you see someone else doing it or you learn it from someone. So a willingness to learn is
0: just as important, in my opinion, at least. Oh, yes, it is. It definitely is. So, Guni, do you have any advice for young people who are interested in your career path? Like just you said, you also did struggle. So anything which you think you should have known when you started and you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I
1: did touch on this previously in the previous Mm -hmm. question, but... The advice that I was given back in high school, I think, it was that if you're passionate about something, your
0: marks do not matter at all. Oh, yes. Because you have the passion to go ahead with it. And marks is, at that moment, okay, you did do well for that particular exam. But that doesn't mean that you're never going to do well in your life.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. And as someone, and I, I can imagine in India, even in Australia, mm-hmm. You people shouldn't get so caught up in their marks. They're like, okay, I did not get 99.95%. That means I'm not going to do well in my life. It doesn't work that way. It fortunately doesn't work that way.
0: You're still going to end up somewhere. Uh, and I agree with you because here in India, at least uh, we are more uh, focused and about uh, the marks which we score and not about learning it and understanding the concepts. We are like, uh, okay, I have to secure marks. And so we just get behind it and we don't worry about understanding those little concepts mm. which could be clear in our mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, agree. It's, it's the same in every country or every education system. You just see it more in India. And I would know that because I did my primary school and over there, so I do know how the system works. Because I've seen my cousins grow up, and you know, yeah, they yeah. they had the same amount of pressure.
0: I hope it will change, you know, with time, and now uh, the exam patterns are with changing. With time, now.
1: it will. I hope it does too. I hope it does too, because it's very, it's very unhealthy for the students and the parents. It's just as stressful for the parents.
0: Oh, yes, it is. Even parents are taken by the thought that uh, some particular child has not scored good well in his exams, so he can't do well. Because that's how we decide our careers. If you have scored good, then you go for medical. If not, then you can't mm. go to medical. So that's wrong, I guess. Agree. Absolutely agree. So, Gunit, any favorite science communicators? Hmm.
1: Let me just quickly go on my gram and see who I like. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a lot of different science communicators that I like. For example, Life Shenanigans. Mm -hmm. He is a PhD student from States. Mm -hmm. I think I can be wrong. I, Of course, I like some blonde scientist because she's my friend and my colleague. She Mm -hmm. is based in Melbourne at La Trobe University. I also like Science with Lee which uh, her her name is Rhiannon, and she is based from Melbourne as well. There is also um, Naomi, who is from Sydney, and she is absolutely hilarious. I love her stories. I love her posts. Um, Who else? Who else? Who else? else, else? There is also Nina Jaws Scientist. She is brilliant. She actually draws scientists, and her drawings are amazing. She's amazing. There's so many... Oh, I... I, (laughs) It's so difficult to find one. There is also neuroscience with meth. Uh There is Science Sam. There is um, Science Bay. Just let me know when you want me to stop. (laughs) Because I can keep going on. I
0: (laughs) I know. There are so many amazing people out there. It's just difficult to mention each of them here. It's an absolutely amazing community. Apart from your family and friends, uh, which three famous personalities you would like to have dinner with? Hmm,
1: I think a live will would probably be Rihanna mm-hmm. because she is a boss lady, she is killing it and she has an amazing vocal range, so I would love to have dinner with her. Also Brian Cox because that man is insane. I am mesmerized by that man. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who has passed away, I guess it would be Marie Curie because, you know... She's an inspiration, a fellow human scientist who kills it in the field. And also, and I'm sure most of you guys are aware about him, the former president of, the late former president of India, APJ Abdul Karam. I would love to have dinner with him as well because growing up in India, he was my inspiration to pursue a career in science, I guess.
0: Yeah, is definitely an inspiration for most of us, I guess. Yeah. So uh, if not PhD, what do you see yourself uh, doing? Oh boy. <laughs> Working, I guess. Where, I
1: don't know. Which field, I don't know.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Here's the thing. I was, after my honours, because I did a bachelor's degree, I was planning on doing Bachelor of Law and then pursuing patent attorney or something related to patent because you require a, you know, a certain path in science as well as law. And I thought that was a great opportunity. Um, Yeah, I'm not quite
0: sure. I'm not quite sure what I would have done. That's okay. I think law would be good because... And it's totally different from what you're doing right now.
1: (laughs) Well, it's not... patent attorney would not be as different from PhD. Well, yeah, okay, I'm not kidding. It would be very different from a PhD. But you require... The basics are the same. You require that skeptical knowledge or the knowledge to be skeptical about things. You require a scientific background. You know how to question ideas. And I think those are the basis for
0: that are required in both uh, yeah it is definitely important to have understanding of uh, science or to have a scientific background if you want to be a patent attorney because yeah, yeah. so uh any favorite uh, tv shows or series hmm. stranger things i really really like uh-huh. that yeah even Remember i'm through...
1: on that. <laughs> Have you watched the new season uh, yes i did <laughs> Let's not have spoilers for people here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Stranger Things is good. I did like Game of Thrones. The last season was a bit eh, but I do enjoy Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. What else do I enjoy? I I like the Harry Potter franchise, I guess. I mean, who doesn't? Let's be honest. Uh Um. Yeah, those are like the all-time favorite that I can think of at the top of my head or something that I'm currently, look, I'll be honest, I'm currently on Netflix, just looking or searching through what I've recently something watched. Those, like, those okay. are the things that <laughs> I've recently
0: watched. <laughs> okay. I think that will do. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Gunith. It was great talking to you and thank you so much for sharing your science journey with us. You may be the small scientist, Uh, you you know who has a hard time to reach the lab shelves but you truly are a big inspiration for our listeners you're amazing and i really enjoyed chatting with you thank you so much for joining thank
1: you so much thank you so much for having me
0: so if you'd like to connect with Gunith uh, or you can contact her on any social media the links are available in the show notes if you want to connect with us have questions or any suggestions please leave us a message the links are available in the show notes thank you so much for listening to science with vita podcast